Hey dudes, another ad here. I'm pretty sure it's the same as the first one, but I'm just going to read what they tell me. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Okay, it's all bullet points. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's actually how I'm recording this right now. I do everything through my phone. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's absolutely true. I just don't know how to get the money that I have banked. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started. All right, fuckos, back to your regular scheduled bullshit podcast. Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure? SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. His name is Curtis Sturrock. There's not much that he won't mock But he'll talk to his friends about sex and rear ends Yeah, it's wrestling with myself Some know him as Scotty O'Shea And he's really into ass play Steve Brown tags along and Mello wrote the song It's wrestling with myself Wrestling with myself Sometimes he does it by himself Discussing wrestling and movies, drugs, hookers, and boobies It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho-ho Wrestling with myself On a Friday night he's got his flashlight It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho-ho Wrestling with myself Discussing wrestling and movies, drugs, hookers, and boobies It's wrestling with myself Wrestling with myself Whoa, wrestling with myself Discussing wrestling and movies, drugs, hookers and boobies Wrestling with myself What's going on, fuckos? New episode of the podcast. It's episode 199! Which means I have uh, almost done, or would this be my 100th episode? I think I've done 100 episodes on the Anchor platform. So next week or later this week or whenever whenever I get around to it, it'll be episode 200. And I think I'm going to do what I did 100 episodes ago. And I'll do uh, just kind of a best of of the podcast. I'll, I'll do the best of the past 100 episodes since... Episode 100 is uh, best of the, the first 100 episodes. But, yeah, Jesus, 200 episodes, pretty fucking wild. I ain't stop until I hit fucking quadruple digits. Quads four, that's thousands. Yeah, let's go for thousands. I don't think I'll hit 10,000, who knows. I think at the rate this is going, it's taking like five and a half years to hit 200. 
So I don't want to do the math, but it feels like um, if I ever get up to 10,000 episodes, it'll be, I'll be long dead. I'm going to apologize already if you hear a disgusting noise in the background. If you can hear that disgusting noise, it sounds like a dog licking its privates and you're not totally wrong. My dog lost a nail this morning, so she keeps licking that. So as gross as it is, just know she's really just licking her fingers, which really isn't even that much better. <laughs> Picture a fat dude eating fucking KFC. But she's a lady. She's doing it as good as she can. Moose has got an ear infection. Waffles lost nail today. My dogs are falling apart. My girlfriend's 28. She's an old fucking bag. What else is happening? I don't know. Things are good. Um, I can't remember what me and Steve talked about last week, but I got really good feedback on that podcast. I'm not going to lie. As well, as I was doing it with Steve, you know, I haven't Steve, seen Steve in a while. Our chemistry felt a little off because he was getting mad at me the previous week about making jokes and being like, that's not funny. And as we were recording it, I was like, ah, this is a pretty good one. You know, it's a, a pretty forgettable one, but it's okay. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it, which is good. I like it. I think we just talked about the same shit we always do. We always have a habit of talking about toys and nostalgia pro wrestling, and then we'll talk about movies and stuff. Really, this podcast, if you've heard two or three episodes, you've heard every one. Who am I kidding? If you're a long-time listener, you're agreeing right now so hard that your neck's going to get stiff. But, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of... I feel like I've done a ton. I had a ton to talk about while I was at work. I was like, I got to do a podcast. I think I'll do a solo cast. And I had a ton off the top, but who knows where I'm going to get. Let's start off with, uh, like I said, it was the old bags. No, let's start off with this. I don't know, I'm going to jump around, but the timeline doesn't fucking ever matter with stories anyway. So you fit the time into what makes sense for you. But, um, so I went out with a bunch of friends. Like I said, I have pro wrestling friends, and I'm fortunate enough to have a nice group of real life friends. It's five of us, five couples, so ten of us. And, uh, we try to hang out once a month. It never fucking happens because everybody's so busy. And then COVID came and fucked up everyone's plans. But we finally got together for the first time since January this past weekend. And it was great. It was supposed to be a pool party, but it rained all weekend. And, uh, this weekend was the first one that was like of seasonal temperature. So even though it was like 27 degrees out, uh, it felt frigid. Compared to the 48 degrees we're used to. But, uh, yeah, so we're just hanging out. We're all catching up. You know, it's been months without really talking. We had a few house party hangouts and stuff. But th those are lame. Here, let me help you out. For anybody out there that wants to video call me, just hang up on yourself because I'm not going to answer. So we're all catching up. And then my one friend, Jack, newly engaged Jacqueline, uh, she goes, so I listened to your one podcast with uh, one of your friends. I said, oh, yeah, what friend? She goes, like, oh, Puff, I think it was. I was like, oh, yeah. She goes, yeah, I think you guys were both in your hot tub or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I fondly, no, I, no fondly is the wrong word. I vaguely remember that podcast. She goes, yeah, you were talking about um, how you and Ross had a romantic encounter in the hot tub. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. And let me tell you something about Jack. Jack, when we hang out, she has a tendency to drink a lot. She's a tiny woman, and she drinks a lot, and then when she drinks, we... She no longer becomes Jacqueline. She, we, 
we have called her Tracy. She turns into Tracy. Tracy. Trailer trash Tracy, to be specific. And uh, she really likes to listen to Fast Car by Tracy... I was going to say Tracy Morgan. It's uh, by Tracy Chapman. And long story short, she turns into Tracy. Well, she is in mid-transformation at this moment between Jacqueline and Tracy. And she's talking, and Ross is like, oh, yeah, you were talking about me on the podcast. Like, yeah. He goes, yeah, and then you are talking about how you were railing her in the in the hot tub, and if you were going to bust in her, and blah, 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 blah. And then you were talking about her butthole and what it looked like. And I'm just like, and Ross is getting mad at me because she's had a few in her now. Right? She's got that fire water in her va- veins, and she thinks she's a tough person all of a sudden. And I don't know what to say, because I can't remember if I said it or not. And if you're listening, you've heard that podcast, you're probably agreeing again, agreeing with everything Tracy said. But I, I honestly can't remember, because I say a lot of shit on my podcast to my friends and to myself. So I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. So I'm just like, no, that doesn't sound like me. And I remember I got mega shit years ago, because uh, I don't even want to talk about it because i think I le- the podcast is still online even though i told her it's not online to make her feel better but we had uh i went in detail about a procedure i did to her which under the um hair removal category i guess it will be that's so much i'm gonna go into it and she got really mad at me that day talking about Rosalind. And uh, so I promised her from that moment forward, okay, I won't go into detail about our personal lives. I give away enough on this podcast, as is about myself. I don't need to talk about you so uh, disparagingly. I don't think I ever did that. You know, I just have this thing. If it happened, and it's on, and it, like, if it honestly happened, I just feel like there's no shame in it. I understand I'm the only one that feels like this, and not everybody feels like this, especially those who are not running this fucking podcast. So, um, so yeah, she's just selling me out. Tracy's over there getting drunk as shit, just selling me out, and her fiancé's behind her, like, just doing the cutthroat fucking symbol with the hand, you know, like, knock it off, shut it up, and Rosin's getting more angry, which feeding into her, and now I'm pretty sure she started making up disparaging things just to get me in more shit. So, Tracy, next time I see you, and your fiancé's not looking, no, even if he's looking, I'm going to hold your head underwater in the pool for, like, 15 extra seconds. You know, right when you start to struggle. When the joke stops being a practical joke and you start feeling like, oh, my God, he's serious, he's going to drown me. But I sweet-talked her on my way home, and uh, really, she took it incredibly well. I was just like, ah, she's a lying bitch. Don't listen to her, that slut-faced whore. And then somehow I turned it around. By the time we got home, it was like nothing happened. It was one of the best games I've ever played. And she's like, well, I'm going to listen to it when I get home and just see. And uh, so I tried to keep her scent off the trail and just kept her busy. And I was, I'm hoping she forgets she said she was going to listen to it. I think she did. Because then even, I'm giving a hand to the boyfriend here. Or the fiance. The next day, we get a, we, we're all in this big group message all the entire group that hangs out. And uh, he put up a group message saying, Hey guys, sorry about Tracy yesterday. She went off on a couple tangents that weren't totally truthful. Mostly being the one about Curtin's podcast. We just listened to it and that's nothing. And nothing that she said happened. And just tried to cover my ass. Like boys should do. Bros before hoes. And I don't care if your hoe is your fiance. Am I right? 
But that was Saturday night, and then uh, I was racing home. We went for a barbecue at like 2 o'clock at my buddy's house, and he lives like 40 minutes away. And it was UFC 251 that night, and I was excited because it's a super stacked card. You know, the weather was... It was cooler, but it wasn't supposed to rain. So I wanted to watch outside with a couple cigars. So I text Brad Myers, probably around 2, right? No, probably about noon, to be honest. said, hey, I got some place to be today. So I got the hiccups. Great for podcast. I text Brad and said, yeah, I got somewhere to be, but I'm willing to bet I'll be home in time for UFC tonight if you want to come over and watch it. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm probably going to watch it with Saber. Cool. If he comes, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Bring him over. And then I text my good buddy, uh, Jeff Flurry, who lives down the street. And I was like, hey, watching UFC in the backyard. Come on by tonight. It's like, okay, sounds good. So we stroll in at 10.15 and at night on Saturday. And uh, like I said, this entire car ride, it was a 40-minute car ride of me just talking sweet and bringing the game back into home field advantage. And uh, by, by the time we pulled in the driveway, Ross was totally over it. She didn't care at all. She didn't care that I had friends coming over to watch UFC. Uh, got the TV out and everything. Everyone came over. Uh, Saber and Brad came over. And then Justin came over. And then TTOFS's own, try this on for size, Noel Villanueva, or whatever his goddamn last name is, came over. And he is an absolute piss tank. I think I've talked about him on the podcast before. I have to get him on the podcast. Uh... The Try This On For Size, CEO, the boss man, the Vince McMahon of the t-shirt press, he came over and uh, he actually sent me a text because I told Justin come over, or Jeff Flurry, sorry, from here on out I'll probably call him Justin, so if you're getting that confused, Jeff Flurry is Justin, Justin is Jeff Flurry. Um, I, as I sent Justin the text saying, hey, come on over, I get a text from Noel, who's uh, just a pain in the ass, let's be real. Great guy, but holy shit. I lost a bet to him again on the Mayweather-McGregor boxing fight, and the bet was um, whoever loses has to mow the guy's lawn in his underwear. And I lost. I bet on McGregor. I was going for the dream bid. You know, I, all, I love a good underdog story, so I had to go over to his house and mow his lawn. I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast forever ago. And I remember I bought funny underwear to wear. And as I pull up, or actually I text him that day saying, all right, I'll be over today. He made me bring my own lawnmower for one. Real piece of shit move. He has one. He just wanted to rub salt in the wounds about me having to mow the lawn by me having to bring my own lawnmower, which is dumb. And then I told him I got my underwear ready. And he said, don't wear your underwear because it'll creep out my neighbors and like maybe get the cops called. So... I mow his lawn as him and his neighbor are just there snickering at me. And then I finish mowing it. I pack up. I go. And then I get a text message from Noel saying, all right, when are you coming back to do it next week? And I said, what the fuck are you talking about? It was a one-time only. And he said, no, we said three lawn mows in your underwear. But I only went over once. So we got in a big heated discussion about this on Saturday night at UFC. I, honest to God, don't remember him saying I have to mow the lawn three times. I don't remember agreeing on that. But if we did agree on it, ah, my part of the argument here is we also agreed that I'd do it in my underwear. You said not to do it in my underwear, so you were the one who made this verbal contract null and void, and I still mowed your lawn once out of the goodness of my heart. You broke the contract. I was willing to humiliate myself 
while mowing your lawn, you said don't do it for whatever reason. So right there, we have gone out of bounds with the contract, meaning it is useless. But Noel came over, and uh, I guess Jeff and Noel were in a group chat, a video chat, right beforehand. So when I text Justin, and he, I guess he spilled to the group that he's coming over, Noel texts me immediately saying, oh, well, I didn't get the invite. So I said, all right, get your fucking ass over here. But the last time he came over was for McGregor Khabib, and let's be real, I don't buy UFCs. I find ways of watching them. You can put the pieces together to that sentence as much as you want. And sometimes by doing so, um, there is lags in the stream, oh, in the broadcast, if you know what I'm saying. And he wouldn't shut up about it last time. So I said, all right, no, you're allowed to come over, but I'm watching this via other means. And I don't want to hear your fucking catcalling if it doesn't go flawlessly so he sat there and shut up for the most part but he came over and he was 21 beers deep in the night already um then he came over and really for him being 21 beers deep he was pretty good and then he brought a cooler and him and justin were cracking cold ones all night uh we finished watching ufc saber and brad went home probably about two o'clock 1 o'clock and then we just hung out and I was smoking cigar after cigar, having a great time. Uh, they were having beers. And finally, it was 4.35 a.m. when I looked at my phone. And I was like, all right, guys, I think we got to call this a night. Not because I want the night to end. But if you get a noise disturbance call at 4.35, you've gone past the point of us staying up late and kind of having a good time, causing a little ruckus, you know. People's sympathies only go with you for so far, so long. 4.35 now, it's like, if, we, if we're out here for another half hour, we're getting noise complaints because it's too early in the morning, not late at night. So we called it quits. And then the next day, I went outside just to clean up. I, I, I typically tell everyone, like, just leave your garbage. You know, I'll, I'll clean it up all tomorrow. And I swear, it looked like fucking Animal House on my back deck. Uh, to, like get to the garbage i had to like donkey stomp on multiple beer cans and shit it was great it still only took like 10 minutes to clean but i love nights like that it was a real fucking good time and then um yeah i slept in till like 10 a.m the next day i had to take some stuff up to my brother's house because they're getting all ready for the wedding even though it's in fucking two weeks they're all stressed out about it last night they said they were out so yesterday i get a text message from my sister-in-law and we're getting like you know those lights like used car dealerships use for years but now they're in vogue i got them in my backyard too it's just like the edison bulb they kind of look like farm lighting or fair lighting sorry you know what i'm saying they're very nice but like for years they were the tackiest fucking lights of all time and uh we got them a couple boxes and they said they were gonna hang that shit up i got a text message from my sister-in-law yesterday she goes we've been we've been doing the lights for eight hours last night and we're still nowhere close to being done so i have no fucking idea what they're doing wrong but it ta it hardly takes me eight hours to put up like ten thousand lights of christmas lights on my house in the middle of fucking november so i can't wait to see if it's not the national lampoons over there i'm gonna uh i'm gonna say nothing let's be real but 
yeah, uh, what else do I got to say? Oh, yeah, okay, so it was Rashlan's birthday last Wednesday. It's currently Tuesday the 14th. Her birthday was the 8th? 4th? Yeah. Um, she's 28, I believe. She's born in 92, which is weird. I'm not that much older, but... I am an 80s baby, even though I was only alive for 11 days in the 80s. But just hearing somebody who was born in the 90s and, like, 92, it just seems so fucking weird and young. But uh, we went out for dinner. I got her a bunch of shit. And I got her that cameo from Amy Roloff. If you follow me on social media, I'm sure you've seen it by now. Um, everyone was, like, blown away I did this, and they think me and Amy Roloff are, like, close friends. No, no. It's cameo. I, I thought everyone was smartened up to this. Turns out, like, nobody is. It's just a site that you go on and, like, every fucking person you want. Well, that's not true. It seems like any actor or athlete that doesn't have a steady income seems to be on cameo. And you really, they just make whatever rate they feel justifiable. justifiable and you can send in a request and then they'll send you a voice message or a video message back. And at first, what my original plan was to do, this was just like, this was just a bonus gift. It was really supposed to be a gag gift. And I wanted somebody from the office, but they're all fucking expensive as shit because they're still popular as shit. So then I'm just like, okay, what's next? And I was like, whoa, we love all the midget shows. So I'm looking through, I found Matt Roloff, but he was expensive. I found uh, Zach Roloff, he was expensive. And then I found Amy Roloff, the mother, and I was like, okay, and she wasn't expensive at all. Well, she was like 45 bucks, and it's an American Funds, and I was like, all right, between her and the dad, she probably needs uh, a little cash more than the dad. So uh, I sent the request in, a little message, and she sent it back, and uh, so I posted it online, and I'm getting like private messages from Ross's family and shit, and, like people close to her being like, oh my god, that's so sweet, oh my god, where did you even think of that, blah, 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 and then Ross sees it, and she texts me, she's like, wait, is that real, and she's like, I thought it was dubbed over or something, I thought it was some kind of TikTok trick, I was like, no, like, there's a lot of info in there that she's spewing, and yeah, I bought that as a gag gift, as something to laugh at, not la like, enjoy, and the amount of people were just like, that's the greatest gift ever, oh my god, this is so great, blah, Where'd you do this? I want to do it for my boyfriend, nephew, girlfriend, aunt, uncle, fucking dad, whatever. So it turned out really well. Because almost any kind of, anytime there's an opportunity to buy a gift for somebody, I'll typically buy a gift and then I'll buy a gag gift as well. And that was my gag gift and it went over great. And Ross was like, she even said, she was like, if I could get a birthday wish from anybody in the world, Amy Roloff is like top three. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Who are your other top two fucking... Mandingo and John Travolta? She loves John Travolta. It was weird when we first started dating. We'd watch a John Travolta movie. She'd be like, oh my god, she, he's so good looking. Even though his hair was spray painted on and stuff. I shouldn't talk shit about John Travolta. His wife died yesterday, I think. And his son died a couple years ago. It's fucked up. I just happened to... I got, his, his name was in the subconscious, I guess. But yeah, fucking... Not that it matters, but my thoughts are out to John Travolta. I couldn't imagine losing a wife and a fucking son. And he's like 60 years old. He's not an old guy. And then I heard, I also read, so he, his wife just died of breast cancer. 
when he was a teenager or a young adult, he was dating, I'm assuming, somebody else in Hollywood who died of breast cancer. And then Olivia Newton-John, who he starred in Greece with, is has been and is currently battling breast cancer. So, Jesus Christ. I don't know what deal with the devil he made, but... Jesus, the piper needs to be paid on that end or something. Christ. I couldn't wrap my head around that. But, yeah, and then, uh... What else did I get her? I got one of her... You've probably seen the Instagram ads. It's like a galaxy globe. It's like this little globe that you put on these wooden stakes or something, and then it's an LED and it changes color. It's supposed to change the... It's supposed to, like, glow the entire room if the lights are off. It doesn't quite do that, but it looks really cool. What else did I get her? I got her, um... An offset patio umbrella, which is as exciting as it sounds. Uh, I got her a Dolly Parton t-shirt that she wanted. And then I got her, um, she wanted an iPod because she runs a lot. And she's like, I, I don't like carrying my phone with me. So I was going to buy her an iPod shuffle. And those things still go for like 300 bucks. I don't even think they've been manufactured in the past decade and a half. And they're still like prime fucking money. So I bought her this uh, knockoff one on Amazon it has great reviews. I it's I don't even know what it's called, but it's fucking awesome. You can play the radio on it. I didn't even know it did that, cause I thought to get radio waves or uh, radio channels, it needed an actual like radio antenna built into it. And believe it or not, most phones don't have that. I remember going to the drive-in once in the back of my truck, and I didn't. The back of my truck didn't have one of those sliding door, sliding windows in the back, so we couldn't hear while we were in the back of the truck. So we tried to find like a radio app on our phone and radio waves and like internet waves or whatever fucking else telephone waves aren't the same thing, and we couldn't get it. So that's why like you need an actual radio. So this little iPod thing that has that it gets radio is awesome, and uh, it works just as good as an iPod. You can transfer all your iTunes files over to it, over, and it works well. It's drag and drop. It's fucking good. Then we went out for dinner. Went to Barangas on the beach. If you're from Hamilton, you know what the fuck that is. If you're not from Hamilton, uh, it's a restaurant on the beach that they try to make all resort feel, and uh, it's a cool little spot. But it, like Hamilton Beach isn't the nicest. Um. It's okay, but we walked in and uh, we got our spot. I haven't been there in like 25 years. It's even weird saying I haven't been somewhere in 25 years, but I'm that age now where I can. And uh, yeah, it was kind of shitty to be honest. It was one of those times, do you ever go out for dinner and like it was more expensive than our usual restaurant? We usually go to like, we like pub food and like bar food, you know, and we got nachos to start. She got... I think she got a glass of wine. I just got Diet Coke. And then I got um, chicken skewers and a salad. And she got... What the fuck? She got some pasta. Artichoke chicken pasta. And it was all, like, very bland. Like, the spiciest thing on it would be fucking the red onions. It was very white people food. Like, it all needed tons of salt, tons of pepper. Like, if, if I got a side of mayonnaise, that would have been the spiciest thing. And... It was just one of those nights where we get in the car and 
we've been th- we've both been thinking it separately basically the entire night but you get in the car and finally somebody breaks it and it's like and just says like that wasn't the best was it it's like no fuck no it kind of sucked then by the time we get the bill it's just like jesus christ and then all the waiters and stuff were eating outside on the patio because at that point that was the only place you could and the patio goes right on the beach and like all the waitresses are hot as shit but they come out wearing these SARS masks and windshields in front of their face and it just really like I just feel like if the waitresses have to dress up like they're about to touch plutonium maybe we shouldn't be out to eat maybe it's a little early still and then they brought the uh, debit machine over and my tap wouldn't work which is always embarrassing because even if it's just my tap, it could say tap is broken. Uh, everyone still looks at you like you're broke as shit. And then I have to insert my debit card and press and play with the fucking debit machine. And now that needs sanitized. That's a whole big ordeal. But whatever. We came home. It was a good time. We bought a bunch of donuts. We came home. We pigged out. It was a great time. Uh, and then, oh, that, that night. So her, that night. Her friend texts me, she private messages me and goes, hey, is there any time I can come over tonight and uh, just to wish Ross a happy birthday? And I say, you know what, honestly, she gets off work at like five, then we're going to go out for dinner. We might walk her along the beach. It's going to be like, we're not going to get home until about nine o'clock. She goes, okay, I'll come over tomorrow, the next day, the Thursday. So, okay, no problem. All day Thursday, I haven't heard anything from her. She spends, Ross spends most of the day at her mom's house. She comes home, comes home at like six o'clock. I can't even remember if we eat or not, whatever. And then we make tea and we go upstairs and we're like, all right, we're going to go watch Unsolved Mysteries in tea, in bed with our tea. 930, 930 is typically my bedtime. Like I'm in bed by nine for sure. I'm usually passed out by 930. Her phone goes off. I can't hear anything. You know, like, like I can't hear both sides. All I hear is, yeah, we're home. Where are you? Oh, okay. Give me one second. Ross gets out of bed. We sleep naked. She throws something on. She goes downstairs. And there's the friend with the baby, the newborn, coming over at 930. She's like, geez, if you would have called in 10 minutes, we would have both been passed out. She doesn't live that close either. Her friend's awesome, though. I'm not not meaning to trash her. But she comes over, and uh, we met her little baby baby keith which is a hilarious name to give a baby because i don't think i've ever met a keith that isn't over 45 i don't know many keiths to begin with but i don't know when she just calls this baby this fucking drunken toddler giant head too holy shit and i can say that as a man with a giant fucking melon this kid holy hell it looked like it ate its twin in the womb and just absorbed everything except the body. Just the fucking head. This thing looks like Mega Mind. And it's named Keith, and I couldn't stop laughing. And they're like, Do you want to hold it? And I was like, Absolutely fucking not. That two month old is that counterbalancer of a head. I'm going to drop it, and then it's going to. Fucking, it'll be like one of those bowling pins that are weighted down that you can never tip over. Except this, it's just like doing headstands. And then, uh, so we're talking about the pregnancy and whatnot, and I'm staying up. I'm being a polite boy. 
They start talking about the pregnancy and stuff, and, like, Ross has got baby fever like a fucking madman right now. She's dying for a kid. And to be honest, I'm not far off. You know, I could wait, but I do like the idea of having a kid around 30. And then when I'm 50, the kid's 20. You know, I'm not an old dad by any means yet, but I'm not. I've still lived the life. And then uh, she's going through, she's just talking about the day of and, she was in labor for a couple hours, and then I might fuck this up. I always fuck it up. They gave her an epidural, and that didn't happen. And then they used the vacuum on her. That didn't fucking work. That could be why the head's gigantic, because they used a Dyson on the top of his fucking head. And then uh, I guess she got a C-section, and then all's well, ends well. And then she gets out. She's recovering. She said she was walking that day, which is awesome, because I know... C-sections can fuck you up, and they were, she was saying that they were really adamant about, they had to change rooms at one time, they went from like a public room to a private room or something like that, or private to a semi-private, I don't fucking know, but they were adamant about her getting up and walking to the room, because with COVID and everything needing sanitized and stuff, they don't want to just roll her bed into the other room, because that bed can now cross-contaminate something else. So she walked into another room, which is awesome. I think that made Ross feel a lot better, because not that we want a C-section or anything, although I wouldn't be against it. You know, keep it high and tight down there. But um, just hearing that somebody had a C-section, had a good experience, I think put her at ease. And then, uh, but she was saying... She gets into the new room, and then the dad comes in and takes the baby, and she's like, oh, that was a rough, that was a rough birth giving I just did. She's like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I could get a push present. She's saying this to the husband, to the daddy. And Ross laughs, and I was like, what the fuck is a push present? She goes like, you know, a push present. This was while she was admiring Ross's engagement ring as well. And now they're, like, comparing it, and she's like, oh, yours is a little bigger than mine, blah, blah, blah. And then she brings up this push present fucking story. And I'm just like, what is a push present? I've heard of a lot of dumb things, but a push present? P-U-S-H present? She's like, yeah. So like, what's that? She's like, yeah, I pushed the baby. Like, don't I get a present? It's like, don't you get a present? You, you got a baby! The ends justify the means. The present is the baby. She's like, no, no, I need something else. A push present, it's a real thing. I was like, oh yeah, is it a real thing? I'm sure that was invented by a guy. Yeah, I'm, no, no, no. I'm sure a broad didn't invent that one. No, no, another excuse to get me something? No. Why would a female fucking invent that? No, not a chance. Push present, that definitely has man written all over it. Go fuck yourself. I told, their, I told Ross that. I was like, you're not going to push present. If you're stuck in bed, if your C-section goes horribly wrong... And they have to amputate you from fucking nipples down. Yeah, I'll get you a gift. You've been through a rough one. You're on your feet with the within the day. You have a newborn son with an old man name with a giant fucking head. You got everything you need right now. No jewelry is needed. A push present. What about my present where I just had to listen to you nag for the last nine months? Waking me up being like, I want whipped cream and pickles. What about my push present where I didn't push you out the fucking window? How about that? But no, how dare, how dare a fucking man, I'm saying fuck too much, I feel it's like ruining my spiel here, but how dare a man ask for a present? 
Good God, but females, get me everything. What about a hump day present? What's that? It's a present because it's Wednesday. So yeah, I, I went on a fucking tirade after hearing about push present. But they took it well. You know, her friend, I'm making her seem like this terrible person. She's literally the nicest woman I've ever met. Uh, the first time I ever met her, it was like, I don't want this to sound overtly sexual, but she was just, she was, now they said, don't, I don't want it to sound overtly sexual. I'm, I'm realizing it doesn't have to sound sexual at all, but now that I've thrown that out there, listeners are going to search for why it's sexual. She's just, she just looks like a mother. She's like 26 years old, but she looks, and I mean this in a good way, she just looks like a mother. I don't know what it is. She's got the face of a mother. I'm not saying MILF. I'm saying mother. She just... She's kind of like uppy like a mother. I don't know. If you met her within greeting her or her greeting you, you would understand exactly what I'm saying. But she's just like very motherly. Not just in the looks, but like her attitude, her energy, just everything. She's one of those people that would be like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. You know? What I'm saying, like she's an old soul, but she still ha jumps on the fashion trends. I don't know. I, I don't fucking know what I'm talking about anymore. How much time do I got left? 34 minutes. I'm doing okay. But yeah, episode 200 is approaching. Please, um, if you're listening to this, if you're one of the four people still listening, uh, if you've been listening for a while, uh, tweet me this week. As soon as you hear this, tweet me your favorite um, episode of the, or not episode, moment of the podcast, and, uh, I'm gonna go through all the podcasts and try to find standout moments, moments I remember fondly, highlights and whatnot, and then it'll just be a big compilation of funny moments with different guests next week. I like doing that. I think originally episode 100 was supposed to be the episode with the stripper, and that didn't happen until, like, episode 150. So, I don't like promising anything on big on like big numbered episodes because I know it'll fall through. But this is something I can do. It takes a ton of editing, but I can do it. I literally go through all the podcasts. I find like, oh yeah, I think this episode had a funny story. And then I hold my phone up to the speaker and take a voice clip of the story and then transfer that over because I don't know how to actually edit things. And... Uh, so yeah, when you hear it next week, hopefully you've tweeted me about your favorite memory or um, soundbite. I'll do my very best to find it, and then uh, it'll all be there, because this, this podcast has like a ton of laughs in it. Uh, just looking at the titles, a lot of them make me laugh, because it just brings me back to a lot of like the dumb fucking stories. Yeah, there, there's a ton of shit. I have a lot of, um, going through the titles too, I realize how many return guests I have. I have like rotating four people on this podcast. I get it. I'm sorry, guys. But with COVID, it really um, paralyzed me bringing and allowing people to come over and people wanting to come over. Carl Reiner died this past week too. It's probably old news already, but fuck, that sucks. So I went back and I watched his comedians and cars getting coffee episode it's one of my favorites it's him and mel brooks and they have this way of eat eating they eat like deli sandwiches it looks like uh smoked meat 
sandwiches, and I don't know what it is, but it just looks delicious. I have this theory. I don't think it's a theory. It's more of just an observation, and I've always noticed it. When I was a young kid, I had a VHS copy of Bill Cosby. It, was, it wasn't the Bill Cosby show. He had, like, a kid's show at one point, I want to say. Let me look it up. Bill Cosby kids. It wasn't kids say the darndest things. Bill Cosby kids show. I feel like it was a sketch show for kids or something. It wasn't Fat Albert. I feel like it was him. It was like. It was like a Bill Cosby. Was it called Picture Pages? I felt like it was a Bill Cosby like Mr. Dress Up style, and I had this VHS and I watched it all the fucking time. And I remember the last, like, skit he does, it's about him making a sandwich. And he talks about how he wants to make this epic sandwich like he would always do on the Cosby show. But he has no ingredients. And then by the end of it, all he does, he takes two pieces of bread, sticks them together, and eats it. And to this day, it has stuck with me how delicious he makes eating those two pieces of bread. Look, I don't know what it is. Some people just eat things and their way of eating makes any food looks so unbelievably good. And that stands out as me to me all this time, 30 years later, essentially. He just eats these two pieces of bread, and I don't know if it's just because he's got those big jowls or whatnot. It just looked delicious. And then while I was watching this episode of Comedians and Cars with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks... They're eating this, like, Jerry brought over just, like, deli sandwiches and soup, it looks like. And I don't know if it's the big fucking jowls they got because they're old and they got loose skin. Or if it's their dentured teeth. Or the fact that they get mustard on their, like, noses and the back of their ear or whatnot. They just make food look absolutely, unbelievably good to eat. They could be eating shit sandwiches. But just the way their mouth and face work to chew it and get it down... I don't know what it is. And I've noticed that about a lot of old people. They make food look absolutely like the Gordon Ramsay style dishes. They just, they can eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and they make it look like it's the most unbelievable thing just from their fucking body English. But on the other hand, old people can also be the most gross fucking people you've ever seen to eat. I don't know what it is. It's such a divide. It's either you're making this look so unbelievable or I want to vomit on your plate with how you're eating. I remember once at a family get-together, my grandma was eating food. I think we were done eating. Yeah, we, we must have been done eating. And like one of my grandma's gags, which I'm sure is like most old people's favorite gags, would be they'd stick out their dentures. She'd do this thing where it was like this Mr. Ed looking thing where she'd like, not spit out her dentures, but she'd like, push out her dentures so they'd be like outside of her mouth and it was just hilarious to us as a kid and then my other my other cousin's grandma was there that day and she did the same thing except she had all this old rotten ugh, I'm, <coughs> I'm literally gagging thinking about it old ugh, rotten chewed food and when she stuck out her teeth her teeth were pristine because they're dentures, but it was all the food that got stuck under uh, under her de 
under her dentures. It was the fucking grossest thing. Like some old people, I don't like. It's like when you turn sixty-five. <coughs> oh, I can't stop gagging at the thought of that. It's like when you turn sixty-five. Sometimes it's just like. One of the first things I remember being taught was chew with your mouth closed. And when you're 65, dementia, Alzheimer's or not, it's like that's the first thing that goes. And you start chewing with your mouth open. You know, you need one of those windshield face shields that the waiters or waitresses had at the restaurant I went to to keep their food out of your face. It's so gross. But other old people, I don't know what it is. Same with, um, if you watch Good Mythical Morning, Rhett McCaughlin on Good Mythical Morning, just makes food look incredible. I don't know if it's his lion's mane of hair or whatnot that he's got on his top of his head and his beard, but some people just have this irremarkable quality to make food just look like it tastes like a million dollars. It's something that just fucking sticks with me. I know you know somebody. I know I'm not alone on this. Somebody out there. Some, someone is listening and knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, I literally almost threw up there. I, I got a strong stomach, but just that... Oh, oh, it was like the weirdest greenish-beige color I've ever seen. Oh, I'm telling you, that, that memory I have of her sticking out her dentures with the shitty fucking... Oh, gross... It's not even plaque, just undigested food under her dentures. That, that's that got to be another memory that's 25 years old. And it just, it is in high definition in my brain. I was also talking, we were at work and we were just, uh, it was lunch. It was hot as balls last week, as you guys know. So we were dragging out our lunch and our boss was eating with us. So we were trying to keep him busy because if he went to back to work, we all had to go back to work. So we were just trying to keep conversation going drag out lunch and we we're just talking about like funny dreams we've had and daydreams and stuff and i said uh this one like daydream i've had many times is um when it's hot as balls like it was last week 45 degrees and beaches are packed how funny would it be to take a snowblower to the beach and just start that thing up and start doing lines up and down the beach towels and just destroying people with sand. I don't know why I think like that. Like, that would totally ruin someone's day. But just the thought of, like, even me witnessing it, not even being the guy who's doing the deed. How funny would it be? You're on your back. You're on your beach towel beside your lovely, you know. You're getting baked in the sun. It's great. And then all you hear is just like... And you don't even open up your eyes yet. You're just like, oh, somebody's starting their boat. And they haven't dropped the engine into the water yet. It's like, ah, man, that, that motor seems a little off. And then you hear, like, it go into gear, like, and then it, just the screams that happen. And, and they're not, like, murderous screams. It's just like, ah, what the fuck, dude? As opposed to that, And just seeing this tidal wave of sand engulf families who are having picnics and tans on the beach is just the funniest shit in the world. I would love to do, if I ever make a movie, fuck, what am I saying? I do make movies now. But if I ever film a comedy on a beach, I'm bringing a snowblower. It'll be even funnier if the snowblower is electric. 
and there's a long ass fucking extension cord running to it and just like doing lines and just getting that's how the cops should monitor the beaches port dover beach is closed we'll give you a warning and then if you still decide to go in the on the beach in the water what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna write you up you're not gonna get a ticket i'm gonna bring my fucking Kubota fucking snowblower and i'm just gonna bury you okay you are going to be a human sandcastle we're not gonna find your remains in for another 16,000 years it'll be like when we find king tut your body will be totally preserved due to the damp sand that has just engulfed your body did i ever tell you one of my first memories i've ever had i think i'm sure i've said this on the podcast one of the first memories i've ever had in i was in diapers so you know i couldn't have been any older than eight and i remember being on a beach and my brother was burying me in sand and i was buried neck deep in sand and i'm like a fucking baby at this time and i remember being on the beach looking out in the water buried in sand and being so like just realizing even at that young age i'm having a great day I had no stress in my lower back. My jaw was unclenched. Like just one of those great days where you're totally relaxed. And I just remember shitting my fucking diapers full while covered in sand. And it was an exhilarating experience. So much so that I'm 30 years old now and I still think fondly about it. Let me take a drink. All right. What do we got left? I got a couple of overrated underrateds, and then I'm going to call this a day. Hopefully, I'm going to hit an hour. <clears throat> All right. Um, and please send in your overrated, underrated, guys. Um, I only... I just kind of jot these down if they come to... If I think about them throughout the week. But sometimes, like, they don't really come to me. So I only got three of each this week. And like I said before... Uh, the overrated doesn't mean I don't like it. Doesn't mean I don't agree with it. I'm just saying it's a little overrated. You know, social media is overrated. I'm still addicted to it. Fucking three hours ago, I was just leaving work and I logged on my Instagram that I've checked 410 times today already and it kicked me out. And when I went to log in again, uh, I was hacked and then it sent, um, it sent my recovery email said like okay a message has been sent to recover your instagram and it sent it to like some obviously not me fucking hacker the email was like zegbogway zimda at com. it was like oh fuck some guy in saudi arabia has my instagram account now so i i punched out of work i was done and i sat in the parking lot trying to recover this fucking instagram account for like 35 minutes and the entire time, I'm like, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. You check this too much, you're fucking addicted to social media. Maybe this is God giving you an opportunity to just wipe it clean. Uh, you don't need to fucking... Ch- do you guys ever check social media, and then the three hours later when you put your phone down, go, wow, I feel better? No, it's the worst. It's cancer. I hate it, and I'm, I'm addicted. I'm more addicted to social media than I am anything else in life. I fucking hate it. And I always... I always go like, well, I need it, you know, when you, as a wrestler, you need it. And when you're a wrestler with a gimmick called hackery, you need it. Nobody fucking needs it. 
I want to Timothy Thatcher this bitch and just go off the radar. But, uh, wow, I got a sidetrack there. But yeah, what I'm saying is my overrated doesn't mean I hate them, doesn't mean I don't use it. It's just they're overrated. But underrated, detached garages. I'm a big fan of detached garages. They're harder to find now. New homes are always made with the garages. Detached garage is, uh, I think it's like an older idea. Uh, my grandparents' house had a detached garage. And there was a short period of time where we were going to buy that house. And I wanted it purely because of the detached garage. I understand there's a lot of cons to it. Like, for one, it's detached. So in the rain, snow, sleet, or whatever, you have to walk in the elements to get to the garage. But I just love the idea of, it's like a second house. Not really, but it's a second property you have. My grandparents' place, they had like an oversized single car garage. You probably could have fit two in there, but it would have been too snug. But to fit one car in there, more than enough fucking room on both sides. Like, ample storage. And then, there was a little workshop added onto the garage. And it was just, I fucking loved it. And so you have a second attic as well. It wasn't a two two story garage, but like ample ro room for storage in the roof space and just around the car and a workshop. I just love the idea of like getting away because the garage is one thing that females have not overtaken yet. Because in many basements, guys don't even get to have a man cave in the basement or whatever. No girls use that for their fucking yarn business or candle business, whatever they fucking want to do. Garages are the one place where men have exclusively. And when it's detached, now it's like, I can sleep out here if I want to, Missy. If we get in a fight and you tell me, uh, find somewhere else to sleep, I'm not just going downstairs in the living room. No, the love seat ain't big enough. I'm going, I'm laying on top of the car in the garage. You can yell for me, I won't fucking hear. I love it. If I had a detached garage, I would probably not even use it as a garage. I'd, uh... I might make it into a podcast studio. I don't know. The ideas I've had, uh, I've always wanted one. I'm jealous of people that have them. I love the idea of them. I, I understand um, how great an attached garage is. I'd love one of them. But I just love the idea of a detached garage. It's like a second property. Or, yeah, second property on your property. So if you have one, I'm jealous. Overrated. Zip-up hoodies. These became all the rage... I want to say 15 years ago. Zip-up hoodies. I own many of them. I wear many of them. The only reason I'm saying they're overrated is because the best thing about a hoodie is the comfort and the leisure in them. You can put on a hoodie and you can crawl into bed. You can curl up on the couch. You can do whatever you want. There is nothing cozier than having a good hoodie. And we all have a hoodie that we've had for years and it's like, basically worn out it's paper thin but it's just our favorite one i have one from old navy it's a black one my favorite hoodie of all time i've had it no lie since high school probably 13 14 years it was oversized then it's oversized now it just but it fits like a glove i love it nothing better than a hoodie zip up hoodies are great they're more functional if you've done your hair and you're scared that you're gonna have to take your hoodie off they're better, because you just zip it off. It comes off like a jacket. But call me crazy, they're not as um, cozy. I hate using that word, but it's true. They're not as cozy. The zipper bunches up. You know, you get hit in the chin with it. The zipper breaks. 
or the zipper bunches up at the bottom and it looks like you're sprouting a fucking tent down there. It's just not the same. You can never get as comfortable in a zip-up hoodie as you can in an old-school over-the-head hoodie. Underrated. New socks and underwear. I think everybody agrees with this. I have old underwear that I love. I have old socks I love. But there's nothing better, especially in, like, the colder winter months, when you break open a case or a package of new underwear... And it just fits your balls great. It's not riding into your asshole. You know, it's just, it's like a warm hug on your nether regions. And then, new socks, nothing fucking better. It's like you're floating, walking on the clouds with new socks. Oh my god, I love it. It's one of the, like, the ch- not even cheap anymore, but it can be. It's one of the cheap things you can do to really up your confidence, up your, um, I was... I was going to say, like, up your fucking, like, luxury, I guess. Uh, I love it. Everybody loves it. The best part about Christmas is unguaranteed new socks. I buy my own underwear because I'm a little picky of what I want. But once in a while, Ross will surprise me with underwear. She knows what I like. And it's just, oh, it's it's the absolute best. Nothing better. Next time you're out, guys, go buy yourself a new pack of underwear, a new pack of socks. Um, Overrated. Acting like aging is bad. I've been a big talker about that for many years. Um, I understand there comes a point where getting older sucks. But I think it's popular right now, and maybe it has always been, but like it's popular to be in this frame of mind where, oh, things were so much better when I was a kid, things were easier when I was younger, blah, 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 blah. Things are great the older you get, too. Now, of course, there's always caveats to to things. Uh, If your health has declined big time, I understand. Um, That's really the main one, I'll say. Losing people is just a way of life. As we get older, everybody else gets older, and the people that are older than us also get older. It doesn't mean life sucks because you're getting older. That's just life. Uh... People are like, oh, things were great when I was a kid. I had nothing to worry about. Yeah, you also had no freedom. You had no fucking money. You had no thoughts of your own. You had no idea of anything. You were just this clueless, broke dummy wandering the streets. Not even. Holding your mom's hand. It's great in retrospect. But also, getting older is good. Um, And even if it's not good, lie to yourself. Convince yourself it's great. Because you're not getting younger. You're only getting older. So convince yourself it's the best thing fucking ever. Maybe that's what I did and I didn't even realize. But I think getting older is great. Uh, Things always are different. Like there was that nice time in high school. I remember you're like 14, 15, 16. You're old enough to kind of like be into girls, whatever. But like... You kind of have a grasp on things, but you haven't started your first job yet. So there is that. Some people don't even get that little um, frame of time. I remember being in high school and it standing out because my one buddy, Sean McCallum, we were like the last two of our age not to have part-time jobs yet. And I remember talking to him and just being like, I don't want to get a part-time job because once you start working... You never stop working until you retire. 
So it's like 45, 50 years of constant work. And I just want to drag this out as long as I can. So there is that one I did experience. I'm sure others did, but I don't want to put everybody in the same category. There is that one small frame of time where I felt like an adult, yet I didn't have any responsibilities of adult. That was fun. But getting a job, being busy is great too. You know, high school was a lot of fun, but you also had no possessions, no money. No, and not that that means anything. Materials don't mean anything really. But you also had minimal freedom. And now I have more money. I have possessions. I have dogs of my own, a house of my own, anything, a car of my own, whatever it may be. And I have freedom to do whatever the fuck I want. And I, I think aging is just great. The older you get, maybe you start a family. You know, you, you get to watch your family grow up, whatever. Even if I'm totally wrong on this, we're not getting any younger and just complaining that we're not any younger will never prove or change anything. So just convince yourself that getting older is great. Yes, I understand. Once you hit 85, getting older probably isn't any better. There definitely is a time when it all goes down. But until that time, I'm not going to act like getting older is the worst thing in the world because I, I truly don't think that's how it is. Um, underrated. The drive home. The drive home's great. The drive up there is great, too. But we understand it's great. You're going on a road trip. You're going away for the weekend with your friends. The drive up there is great. It's packed with excitement. It's like the moment that you've been waiting for is here. It's the best. But the drive home's fucking awesome, too. First off, if you're like me... You're always excited to get home. And second off, the experience is over with and now you get to talk about it, which is always a blast. Good or bad, talking about the experience is always a blast. You know, you can find the humor in it. You can go over things you missed with friends, whatever it may be. The drive home is always fucking awesome. Nothing's better than coming back home. And uh, if you don't agree with that, at least acknowledge that the drive home is usually an underrated aspect to any time you leave. And uh, overrated. Motivation. What? Um, yeah, motivation is overrated. Not, not the act of getting shit done. The act of this constant, like, realm of being motivated that I feel like we live in now. You can do anything you want without being motivated. I remember once... Uh, this stuck with me. I was bored. And my dad said, why don't you mow the lawn? And I, he said, I don't want to. And he said, you don't have to want to do something to do it. And I don't even think he meant to be all philo philosophical saying that. But it stuck with me just because I was like, oh yeah. The amount of times I'll just be sitting on the couch and be like, fuck, I don't want to empty the dishwasher. You know what? You don't have to want to. You can just do it. You don't have to be motivated. You can just do it, you know? If you're constantly finding motivation, you're going to need motivation. But if you just train yourself to get up and do things, and hey, I'm speaking to myself here too, so don't be like, well, this fucker's getting preachy. Uh, most of this podcast, it's called Wrestling With Myself. There's a reason. I'm talking into a fucking microphone in my basement just so I can hear my own voice and maybe learn something from these things I say. Uh, yeah, you don't need motivation. Sometimes dis a little bit of discipline, a little bit of, uh, uh, 
don't know what else would go with that discipline and uh, I feel like there's something else I could say that would make this a lot more profound but I can't think of it right now but yeah motivation you don't need to sure it helps but it's overrated that's all I'm saying if you need motivation every time you need you want to go work out or something maybe you're doing it for the wrong reasons I don't know maybe just find self-motivation don't look for it somewhere else find it within yourself there's the profoundness i was looking for that sounds like it could be on a t-shirt all right guys episode 199 was a bore i'm sorry uh episode 200 hopefully that's a lot more fun uh please send in your favorite memories of the past 100 podcasts if you can even uh if you really want to do your homework even post what episode number it was but if not just Give me a vague description of it and who the guests were, if there were any guests. And I'm going to do my best to get a good collection of funny clips and have them all ready for next week. And uh, we can go back and time travel together and enjoy that. And then we're off to the next 200 and 300, 400. I'm never going to quit. I don't care until I have zero listeners. I'm doing this. Like I said, I'm going to be the last podcast left. All right, guys. Peace in the Middle East. I love you. I'm going to crank one out now. Peace.